0: self-care. Freedom is self-care. It's not about pedicures. It's not about clothing. It's not about trips. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Today on the show, I'm sitting down with photographer and teacher Rikki Wright. Our conversation is centered around photography as her personal practice, building community through self-care and art, while finding ways to unfold into her truth as an artist. It's a rich and warm conversation. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Here's Rikki's story. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hi, Rikki. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you?
1: I'm fine. It's just a lovely morning here. I'm excited to chat with you today.
0: I'm excited to chat, too. I've been such a fan of your work and... Your offerings for years now. So I would love for you to introduce yourself to the Hey Girl listeners. I always start the episode with a question, and that question is Who are you and what do you do?
1: I am an artist and photographer. Um, I've been creating imagery and storytelling maybe for about, well, for my entire life, I believe. And Professionally, I would say, for maybe going on eight years now, Mm -hmm. I tell stories about Black women and sisterhood. That's pretty much the basis of um, what I love to shoot, but I shoot a range of different things because I am a freelance photographer.
0: So let's talk about how you got into your career but also how photography shows up in your life not only as a professional but also as a personal practice of building sisterhood and community and of course leaning into your own personal self-care.
1: I started shooting when I was maybe going on 13. I got my first camera for my parents for Christmas and photography has been a way for me to kind of just create memories. I lost my mom when I was two years old. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the mom or the matriarchs of the family are usually the people who keep your story and your childhood put together, uh, you know, in heirlooms or Mm -hmm. scrapbooks. Mm -hmm. And I never had the opportunity to have that part of my life uh, to memorize. And as I got older, I started to realize that I didn't have much memories of my childhood or anything that I can look back on and kind of see my growth. So I kind of vowed at that moment that I would get a camera and forever be able to uh, create memories of my own life and family storytelling and the people around me. And that kind of where photography started for me. And, um, and of course, once I got to school in college it also turned into this thing that was able to allow me to sustain myself financially. Mm -hmm. I was able to start taking photos of things and people on campus working with my university and just other organizations on campus. And I was like, Oh, this is something (laughs) (laughs) that I could uh, be doing. Um, So that's when I saw photography as a way of life and Mm a way that I could uh, live. And, and I'm, now I'm here in Los Angeles, a freelance photographer and artist and still creating stories around community and sisterhood. I really strive to tell stories about black women because I lost my mom at such a young age and I always had to search for my femininity and that part of myself and the women that looked like me and that surrounded me. So mm-hmm. I've always been fascinated with um documenting the women that look like me and kind of investigating the imagery that I capture to kind of find the things that my mother wasn't able to show me.
0: So, mm-hmm. Yeah. How did losing your mother shape you as the woman you are today? And I asked that question because I've chatted with a couple of women on the show who have lost their moms at a young age and they always say, you know, that, Of course, it's hard and it's a piece of them always feels like it's missing. But in the same breath, they've been able to kind of carry their mother's legacy with them or spirit with them as they've grown into adulthood. So I wanted to pose that question to you outside of, you know, creating heirlooms and and finding this femininity um, through the art that you make. How has your mom shown up for you um, in spirit as you've kind of walked this path of co- becoming a woman over the past years?
1: Wow. Um, I'm looking at a photo of my mom right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I um, I would say when I was about 21, I started to just feel this longing and like wanting to re... Just wanting to go back to the places that my mom inhabited when she was on this earth Mm -hmm. and so I transferred schools from Illinois to Alabama that's where my mom passed away Mm -hmm. and lived her life and I just wanted to connect with her I felt like and understand the type of woman that she was the environment that she was in and I actually was born in Alabama but I was raised in Illinois but I felt such a to want to connect with her and push the legacy that she left behind. My mother was an educator Mm -hmm. and a very active, and she was a cheerleading coach and a teacher. I now teach photography here Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles to girls in South LA. When you lose a parent, it's an intense death, but I also felt like I gained some sort of strength Mm -hmm. and some sort of um, push. And I can feel her energy and spirit within me sometimes just in the, the things that people speak to me about my mother and they see in me, mm. it's kind of reaffirming because I didn't know my mama. I, she passed away when I was two. So I really only have stories and um, memories that other people share with me. And when they tell me that, you know, my mother would be proud of me or I remind them of my mother and things of that nature. It kind of just calms me and lets me know that I'm in my purpose and Mm. in my path.
0: That's beautiful. Join the millions of students, including myself, already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free when you use my code. That's right. Skillshare is offering Hey Girl listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com heygirl Hey Girl. Again, that's Skillshare.com heygirl Hey Girl to start your two months now. You will not regret it. Skillshare.com slash hey girl do you love discovering new products are you a beauty and fashion maven constantly on the hunt for the next best thing ever read about or spot something online that you've always wanted to try but never have then you might love fabfitfun it allows women everywhere to discover new products as well as including rave review and must-have brands that you know and love it's like christmas four times a year stumped on gift ideas FabFitFun is also a great gift for someone you love. You can surprise your mom or sister with this awesome summer box packed with great items. Do you have a daughter who's going to college, maybe, or a friend who's a new mom? FabFitFun is an awesome care package. My last box came with this beautiful lotus towel. It was blue, and it's shaped like the flower, and it has a gorgeous design in the middle. That's something we've been laying out on the deck and relaxing on for a few weeks now. So what I love about FabFitFun is that they offer full-size products, no samples of anything. Every box is guaranteed to have over $200-plus in retail value. The Summer 2019 box has a total retail value between 269 to 467 That's fantastic. Treat yourself with items in it, such as the Sutra Professional Mini Travel Blow Dryer, the beautiful Vicks Paula Lotus Towel, or the West Elm Indigo Tie-Dye Bowls. Many of the products' individual value is more than the entire cost of the box. You can customize your box by choosing some products and some add-ons with each one, or you can be surprised. It's great for discovering new brands and new products. What a better way to shop. I'm looking forward to my next box because they're always so different and packed with things I can actually use. I like to share the items in my box with my 11 year old. She's really into skincare these days. We recently got a clay mask and a foot mask and a body scrub. She loves them all. The FabFitFun 2019 summer box is on sale now. So sign up for FabFitFun today. These boxes always sell out. You can use my code, heygirl, to get $10 off your first box. All you have to do is go to FabFitFun to sign up and get started. Use promo code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first box. That's over $200 for only $39.99. Go to FabFitFun.com and use my code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. So with you teaching girls in South L.A., how has that been for you and just in your own um, becoming and teaching other young girls of color, young black women, how to cultivate sisterhood through visual storytelling? How has that been for you in your
1: career? Honestly, I, when I first started teaching, which I was, <laughs> I didn't claim the fact that I was a teacher because <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty, I'm still figuring it out as well. Yeah, yeah. But I got the opportunity and I took it on and it kind of felt like an exchange almost because I was like, I don't know if these girls know that they're actually teaching me as much as I'm Mm -hmm. teaching them Mm -hmm, by them mm -hmm. being as vulnerable and um, allowing the first class and the types of classes that I teach are mostly like self-portrait photography and storytelling within like your family and home and the stories and the parallels that most of us have, and I see myself in so many of them, and um, I feel like it's a, it's a really great exchange. And I'm, I consider myself forever a student, yeah. and I, I allow myself to flow through the world that way, open and receptive to all forms of knowledge and experiences. And I never in school, I was never like a an overachiever, or I don't know, I just like love to flow through a lot of um life and lessons and i feel like i'm also being receptive to the lessons that i'm learning through a younger generation it's helping me kind of go back and understand myself as a child mm-hmm. I, I and so and i'm doing a lot of work on that in my life right now
0: yeah same same it's so interesting to do that as an adult woman isn't it it's like oh wow <laughs> <laughs> like that's <Yeah>. there
1: <laughs> still <laughs> that's there that's like it's real it's a real thing that manifests later I mean in life and yeah. I, I really need to um address that and work on that yeah
0: yeah so let's shift gears a bit and talk about how self-care plays a role in photography, or even maybe the other way around, how your photography plays a role in your personal self-care practice. What does that look like and feel like for you these days when you're not shooting a job or when you're not teaching and you're just kind of using your art just for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I take a lot of self-portraits. And when I realized that I can be the subject that I'm looking for and Mm. in the work that I'm trying to capture Um, I can be the woman and I've claimed this femininity and I feel like I've you know also to use self portraiture as a way for me to look at myself and see the things that other people say that they see in me and the imagery that I capture of myself Mm. it's been a way for me to you know meditate on changes, physical or mental, I have captured myself at some really low moments in my life when I didn't feel like taking photos of myself, but I knew the importance of being able to look back and see your growth, just like kind of like journaling. I love going back and reading things from years ago and like, wow, I really thought at this moment, this was the end of everything. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And I can like laugh right now. Um, I so I have those similar feelings with looking at photos because a photo takes me all the way back into that moment. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's been a way before I found affordable therapy. It was a way for me to just capturing the people I love and, and my family mm-hmm. and my best friends and having conversations and as we're shooting. was a way for me to release and talk about my problems and understand that I'm not the only one going through this. Mm -hmm. So that was a, that's definitely a way that I still right now use my photography. Um, Most of the people that I shoot for personal projects are friends and close family and my work is really growing into being surrounded about family. I'm really getting closer to my family as I get older and realizing how important it is I have a pretty displaced (laughs) life in my family structure Mm. like with losing my mother and also lost my biological father but I was raised by my aunt and uncle Mm. so there's a lot of um hurt around losing a parent because no one I don't think really cares for you as much as your actual biological parents would love and care for you and I had a lot of hurt surrounding like not really feeling like I was cared for yeah. <laughs> as best as I could have and yeah. just kind of revisiting and going back home, capturing my family, having conversations with them and understanding where they were coming from at the time and learning how to forgive and it's all been a process and photography has been kind of right there with me yeah, to help me get through it, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that's really powerful. I'm so sorry for your losses because I I just couldn't imagine what that weight feels like, but I'm I must say just hearing you speak about it now I don't know if inspiring is the right word, but it's really encouraging and like your bravery to be able to say, hey, yeah, this feels like this. And, and also I'm still learning how to work through the other side of that and kind of finding your sweet spot in your belonging, which is really big. And I'm glad that you have your photography and your family and your friends to to, to just help pull you up on those days where it feels like it's really hard because we all you know, need that support. And I think that's a good way to kind of transition into, like, unfolding into our truth. Um, That's something Mm -hmm. I definitely wanted to talk to you about with how your art has helped you stand tall and unfold in your truth as you know it today. What role has it played for you?
1: I definitely feel like photography has helped me it's kind of been a guide into finding my purpose mm-hmm. in life. I was able to solidify what I feel like I was put on this earth to do through photography. And I think that's a huge point in anyone's life to find out what their purpose or what they feel like their purpose on earth is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I appreciate and I'm grateful that I have this this tool and this uh, this gift to be able to. Help guide me into my purpose which is you know spreading light on the black woman mm-hmm. and telling our story and I am a black woman mm-hmm. and I have the tools and the rights to be able to uh, tell our story and help other people push that out of themselves and um, telling their story and and always and being and giving this gift back to young girls teaching i feel like i'll forever be mentoring teaching in whatever capacity that i can if it's through speaking if it's through my photography as an educational tool i've video work that i do as a way to educate women and educate other people about black women mm-hmm. i i um definitely grateful that I was able to find this thing to help me find my purpose which I feel like when you have a purpose that kind of helps yeah solidify you as who you are on this earth you know Mm, yeah
0: yeah that's I think that's really major um and I like that you said that you know when you have a purpose it kind of it helps solidify who you are and how how you move through the world um Mm -hmm something else I want to touch on before we go is I know your photography when I see it, like it's very (laughs) distinct. I'm like, Oh, I know who shot that. It's just beautiful. (laughs) I love the muted tones. I love the low saturation. I love the grain. I just, I, I love it all. Um, So I, I want to talk with you about finding your look and how you wanted to be able to capture the black women standing in front of you, where, Mm -hmm. how long did it take you to kind of find your signature? Because I think that's really special when a photographer can take an image, they don't have to put a watermark on it. Their audience just knows, like, Mm -hmm. I know whose work that is. How was that for you? That whole becoming process?
1: Yeah. I'm so grateful that, um, I've been getting that a lot more lately that people have been able to recognize that this is my image. And it took me, the moment that I found out that this is what I want to, this is who I want to capture. And this is how I want the image to feel when someone. Sees my photo Mm -hmm. is when I decided that I really love warm tones. The fact that I love shooting women is because I'm always searching for, you know, that motherly love that I wasn't able to have in my upbringing. And so when I look at photography, I want it to feel really warm and Mm -hmm. soft and embracing and I think of the warmth of a womb. I think of earth earth tones. I really am connected with nature and being, you know, Mother Earth and so a lot of greens, a lot of a lot of shooting women actually in nature. Mm-hmm. I sometimes I really I rarely use a studio. Most of my photography it just even in the studio, I will bring nature into a shoot <laughs> in in some way, yeah. and um, greenery and growth. I think of all these things when uh, I'm editing a, a photo or setting the colors up in my camera. Mm-hmm. Where I'm at, I think that just across the board, I that is what feels right for my work and for what i actually am uh trying to convey and investigate in my work which is that a warmth and softness yeah (laughs) and also i feel like that is what i've experienced in uh, the majority of women in my life and Mm. women of color specifically
0: Mm -hmm. i think that's a great way to end thank you so much Ricky, for your time today
1: thank you oh my god this Mm -hmm. is amazing
0: the hey girl podcast is a member of the district productive produced by paul woody woodhall and me alex l music by dc's own kokai